Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you for your presence that's in this house today. Your presence that speaks life. Father, your presence that, that assures us that Brother Mark is safe and secure in your arms now and he's rejoicing and is in full understanding. I know something he wanted more than anything is to know you perfectly. And he does now. And Father, we give you praise for that life, the new life that he has in heaven. But Father, the new life, that, the life that we have here on earth. And Father, I just give you glory, honor, and praise for all that you've done for us. And for giving up your son, man, to make this possible. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done for us. Thank you, Jesus, for taking this load of heaviness away that, that we can just come together and enjoy each other and just remember the great life we have together with my brother, but also with each other, but most importantly, our relationship we have from you, that assurance that it is well. And Father, we thank you for the peace that's rushing across this crowd now and your presence that's resting upon us. Lord, this is a glorious day, and we rejoice in it. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated today. Again, welcome to Oakton Church. I uh, want to welcome those that are online. Uh, we backed the cameras up today, but I think you should be able to see okay. But, but last time I looked, we had 50, over 50 people on Facebook watching already. Mark had friends in Africa, Albania, Chicagoland. I think some of the Chicagoland people are here today, and we welcome you as well. I know that there's people just across the seas in the United States that couldn't be here that are watching. I think... Jordan, our nephews, watching in Sweden, I believe. So it's, we praise the Lord that we have the technology that we can share this moment, not only with you, but with each other, wherever we're at. And, and again, thank you for coming out today. On behalf of the family, we want to thank you for the way you've blessed us. Uh, man, it's been almost overwhelming. Uh, uh, just, well... Overwhelming. I'm mad at a few of you because the food is so awesome. I really busted my diet. So, but but man, it's it's awesome. All the things you've done, the cards, the just the thoughtfulness, mowing lawns. Uh, just I can go on and on of the things that that you've done in support of our family, and it just blesses us, and we appreciate that today. Mark told us, and the family, and and the brothers that he wanted to speak life at his funeral. And as already said, he said it didn't need to be a big one, and we all said, yeah, right, Mark. And we knew that he had lots of friends and family that loved him and would be here. But again, he wanted to speak life, and the life that's found in Jesus Christ. He also wanted to praise God for that life that we have through Jesus Christ. And because of him, and as we already prayed, that's why all this is even possible. So today, the, we're going to do that. And the title of the sermon is, 
not only speak life, but life in the supernatural. And the Lord has really put it on my heart lately, and I've been preaching it to the church, that, that the believers of the church, man, we need to be operating in the supernatural because that's what brings life. And, and we say that, it may scare us and say, what do you mean by that? Well, operating in the supernatural simply just following and obeying God's word and loving him with all your heart, soul, and mind. That's all God required of us is to love him and to just love people, to seek him first and his kingdom and his righteousness and all these other things would be added unto us. And when we do that, life will be great and it will be supernatural. And so that will be the theme today. I'll be running in and out of John 14 throughout the service. But I wanted to talk first about the life in the supernatural in times of needing comfort. And I was going to read John 14, 25 at this point. But Jesus said, these things I have spoken to you while I'm still with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. See, the world wants to be sad today, but as Mark said, we need to speak life today because of Christ that resides in us. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I'm going to be with the Father and the Father is greater than I. The first point I wanted to share from this today is you're not alone. We're not alone. The Lord Jesus knew when when he was preparing for death on the cross, he told his disciples that I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to leave you the helper, the Holy Spirit. And we as believers have that same helper today. In times of loss, any time in our life, we can reach out and depend on that Holy Spirit to be with us. We're not alone. The Holy Spirit will teach us all things and remind us of all things as we go from this day forward. He's got us. The second thing, the Holy Spirit will bring peace. And this peace here is a, a state of tranquility, a, a calm, a quiet in any situation. Jesus knew his disciples would need to rest in his peace after he was gone because they were so dependent on him. And we too need to rest in the peace of Jesus now as we go through life in this calm, this safe place in the Lord. Let us rest in this peace. Peace, I leave you. My peace, I give you. You don't got to work for it. It's a gift. It's part of being in a relationship with Jesus. I speak peace in Jesus' name. 
The Bible says the Lord is near the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Peace, calm, tranquility. The Bible says the Lord heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Peace, calm, tranquility. We have life in Christ. And number three, today is a day of rejoicing. Jesus said, if you really understood what I'm talking about, you would rejoice with me. You would rejoice for me. And we really understand what's going on in Mark's life. We too are rejoicing. We too understand that peace and rest. And I'm not telling you there's not going to be times of of crying. If if I walked down front and looked around, I would probably cry because I miss him. But I still rest in the peace of God. That if Jesus would come back right now, me and brother would be wrestling. No. <laughs> we might be. A lot of times the brothers come together. We always started out wrestling. But once you break 50, that kind of goes away. <laughs> but today is a day of rejoicing. Jesus said, I'm the resurrection of life. Whoever believes in me, though he die yet, he shall live. Speak life. I'm going to spare a vulnerable point today. And, and, and when I went to visit Mark and KU, I didn't know everything going on yet. And I walked in there and, and, and we're all, everybody knows I'm a diehard Viking fan. And, and even the colors for the church that I have, our mission statements, yellow, and, and the other part of the visions in purple. And I love my colors and I was wearing them and and I, I said, I saw Mark was wearing the same colors. And I said, man, I see you're wearing my colors today. And, and he said, well, that means do not resuscitate. <laughs> and, he, and he grinned at me. And, and even in difficult times, and I don't know that anybody heard that, but I did. Because he was at peace. Because he knew that he had life. He knew where he was heading. And guys, we need to get a hold of that today. And that's why Mark's desire was that, that we would speak life today because this world's just temporary. This, this world's just for a short time. And all of us are going to experience a physical death. But, but those that believe have life in Christ. And we live forever. And that's why we're here to make that choice. And God's desire is that all people be saved and come into a knowledge and understanding of him. So we can't say that Jesus doesn't want me because he did. He died for us so that we could have this life. Speak life. Are you able to speak life by saying, I'm a believer? That's what it means in Jesus. As we go to sing, let us stand together. And and, and we're going to sing, I speak Jesus together. And as we're doing that, let's just think about what's being said so far today. And allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you. And again, this is a congregational sing and 
And I will not be leading, so you'll have to, to help me out here. Let's stand to our feet and sing. I speak Jesus by Here Be Lions.
tell you what we got a taste of heaven there when I can hear the crowd singing over the music that's pretty awesome and and the Lord put it on my heart today if you didn't know Jesus and you spoke Jesus and confessed his name during that song and believe in him you are saved today you may be seated if you did that I'd appreciate it if you'd tell somebody you made that decision Mark Andrew Garfield, age 58, of Lamar, Missouri, passed away June 26, 2022, at his home surrounded by his family after a brief battle with cancer. Mark was born July 20th, 1963, in Lamar, Missouri, to Larry Earl Garfield and Doris Darlene Diggs. Isn't she a Darlene? Garfield. Mark graduated from Lamar High School in the class of 1981. On September 7, 1985, Mark married Kenda Jean Lehman in Lamar, Missouri. He later pursued his education at Global University and became a licensed minister. And I'm going to jump in here for a minute, but I went back and looked at some, or had Norma look up some Oakton records, and Mark was uh, baby baptized at 9163, uh, just a month or so after he was born. That he was dedicated to the Lord, and uh, we believe that baby baptism doesn't save you. It's like a form of dedication and protects you until you're able to make that decision for yourself. And Mark later on uh, made a decision for Christ and was saved in 1975. He was baptized June 29th, 1975. You guys catch that? What's today? 47 years ago today, Mark was water baptized. He is in heaven today celebrating his baptism in Christ. It's pretty awesome. Little things like that just reassure me how the Lord is in control. He's got it. He took membership at Oakton Church January the 8th, 1981, under Mercer Thomas. And so that would have been just before his graduation. Membership means offering your time, your tithe, and your talent to build the kingdom of God. I say that because it's important. Salvation saves us. Membership just says, I'm committed to you, God, with my time, my tithe, and my talent. October 3rd, 2012, Mark removed his membership to pursue full-time calling in the assemblies. And if you're a pastor, you understand that. I'm not a member of Oakton. I'm a pastor. And Mark took hold of that calling and went to a higher level, if you will. And I don't mean that that sounded bad. I don't mean it. There's lower levels. But God called him to the ministry full time. 
jump into back into obituary. Mark was a pastor at Lamar First Assembly from 2013 until present. In 2009, Mark and his wife moved to Chicago, Illinois, to help serve at a church on the Rock in Hunt. Serve at the church Hunt. I just butchered it again. Church on the Rock in Huntley, Illinois, and we got a lot of those people here today and join us online as well. Where he was an associate pastor from 2009 to 2013. And there he served with little brother Brian, and, and they did great work with their wives and family. And Parker, I think he went up later. His previous years, he served at Oakland United Methodist Church as a worship leader, Bible study teacher, as in pastoral care at hospitals, nursing homes. Uh, before going into full-time ministry, Mark was a lineman at Barton County Rural Electric. We thank all you guys for the awesome flags and all the neat things you did. I know you influenced Mark's life, too. He enjoyed farming and was an avid sports fan. His favorite team was the St. Louis Cardinals. I can go with that one. St. Louis uh, Rams, or Los Angeles Rams, we'll talk later, and the L.A. Lakers. But again, Mark didn't want us to spend a lot of time on him today. And he wanted to spend that time on the Lord and that new life and that life in him. But I know that if you're like me, since he's went to be with the Lord, it seems like everything that I have <laughs> connects us. Connects the brothers. Us three boys are tight. <laughs> How could you be tight when your mom dressed you just alike since she's a hero? <laughs> Mark got the new clothes. <laughs> I got the used clothes. And Brian got the wore out clothes. <laughs> so how could you be close? Don't milk it, little brother. He's, he's a good one. I thought at times that we were disciplined together. I can remember times going home and mom would just line us up because she knew one of us had done something wrong at church. <laughs> I can remember one time that she had us lined up, and, and Mark had told me, if you cry quick, she don't spank as much. <laughs> well, the loyal brother that I was, I told Mom that, and, and <laughs> Mom had lit Brian up and lit me up, and I was feeling it pretty good, and she was starting to light Mark up, and she goes like this and stops, and Mark goes, ah! <laughs> I said, I'll give you a reason to cry. <laughs> My pain went away. No. But we were connected. We worked together. The hay field together. Rick, I see you back there. More hay, Rick. We had feed us the hay. And me and Mark would throw it to the side and make Rick think we were burning him. And actually, we had to work 30 minutes afterwards to catch up, but we like giving him a hard time. Work Crockett Construction, Jerry's always looked forward to making sure me and Mark work together. They played ball together, basketball farm together. Man, us three boys ministered together. Us, we did everything together. 
So I could talk all day and, and the family could talk all day. We had the best brothers, godly example. They always looked to each other. So we're going to go ahead and move into the next song, and <clears throat> you get to enjoy this. And uh, Marissa McDonald's going to sing the commission, and she's a young gal that's in Mark's church at the assembly that he loved dearly, and he wanted her to sing today. So. I don't see her. I hope she's here because I sure don't want to sing either. <laughs> Young lady, I don't know how they set you up, so you just do whatever they told you to do, and I'll get out of the way. So I guess if you're going to be there, I'll go over here. Oh, you're going to be over there. See my hands, look at my feet It's okay if it's hard to believe I have faith that you will do greater things It's my time to go But before I leave to do here before you leave so go tell the world about me I was dead but now I live I've got to go now for a little while but goodbye is not the Journey, the end of the road, my spirit. 
Man, let her sing the rest of the day. Jesus said, and it goes along with the commission, truly, truly, and this is John 14, 12, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do because I'm going to be with the Father. And the believer ought to get a hold of that today because that life that we can speak into people, we have that same anointing, that same power that resided in Jesus, the Holy Spirit, to assist us in all things. We talked earlier about the Holy Spirit would would give us the peace we need and the comfort we need and remind us of things and teach us things. Well, he does the same way when it comes to sharing the gospel or to, to ministering to somebody in your life. And God has called us all to go into the world and preach the gospel and, and the believers to, to, to raise them up in the things of Jesus Christ. And Jesus said to his people, you'll do greater things than me. Because I've gone to the Father. And so we got a great opportunity, a great responsibility, if you would. I don't look at it as responsibility. I look at it as an opportunity to come up and sing like Marissa did and just use her gifts for the Lord to minister the gospel. That's what we need to be about. As we walk in the, the supernatural and and to be able to do these things we're talking about today is, again, we must believe in Jesus today. You notice in John fourteen twelve it said, whoever believes in him. That's the key. We need to believe in him, believe in his salvation, but believe in his baptism of the Holy Spirit will gift us and anoint us to accomplish these things. But I feel a lot of times that this great commission that's upon us and the the desire and the, the draw that we should have is knowing that there are people out there that their hearts are troubled. They're unsure of today. They're unsure of tomorrow. And, and, and I love funerals that, that we celebrate the life that somebody chose for Jesus, but, but those we know that didn't tell, choose Jesus, man, the hurt, the pain that's there. But in the first part of John 14, 1, Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. And we always take that as believe that he's built a mansion for us. But, but we need to believe in him as Jesus is Lord first by confessing with our mouth and, and believing and speaking it. Then our hearts won't be troubled. We won't be afraid. We won't be downcast Because again, our assurance is in Jesus. And then in verse 2, we can move into, In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. Mark's with him now. And you know the way to where I'm going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I'm the way and the truth and that life. 
No one comes to the Father except through me. The world likes to tell us there's other ways to heaven that all religions the same. That's, that's baloney. The only one way to God is through Christ. I am the way, Jesus, the truth and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. For now and you do not know him and, and, and have seen him. So we need to take a look at that and realize that the family and friends that are around us that may be troubled today, that may need Jesus in their lives. And we need to reach out and share that great commission and speak that life that Mark wanted us to talk about today. And so I challenge you as a church and a people and as believers today to, to move your, their priorities that, that God is number one and that fam, spouse is number two and family is number three and church is number four, but the lost are high on the list. That we not be inclusive, but we go out into the world and speak life. During these times, you're going to encounter believers and you're going to encounter unbelievers that, that need you to reassure them in these things. And I shared a story with the church Sunday because that I believe us three brothers had this thing. And because of time, I'm not going to show you the illustration, but, but in Exodus chapter 11, 17, 11 and 12, we see that Moses was in a battle for his nation for the people of God. And he was interceding in prayer. And, and we know the battle when he would be interceding and, and had his arms lifted high, they would win the battle against the Amalek. But as he would grow weary, his arms would drop and he would start losing the battle. And again today, he was an example of the church, if you will, example of Christ that that he was looking after his people, that he was trying to protect his people, that he was trying to intercede and be with the people of Israel. Some may have been following God like they should, some may not have been, but, but he was interceding for them. And when he couldn't do it no longer, and he, he began to recognize that, that the battle was growing strong and he was growing weary, we see Joshua... We see her come up and, and set a stool for him to sit on. And Moses was able to sit on that stool and rest. And then we see young Joshua pick an arm up. And we see her pick another arm up. And they together stood together proclaiming the things of God until victory was won. And that's what we need to be about today. When some of us get tired, others can come in and hold us up. When the battle's weary, we come together and hold each other up so that we can win the victory of eternal life and take as many people with us as possible. See, that's what it's about here today. And a lot of times, you know, what jumped out at me in this scripture today is that that a lot of us start chasing a lot of things of the world that, that we think 
are important. But do you realize young Joshua was an unbelievable warrior? That guy knew how to do physical battle. He could have been out on the battlefield fighting physically. But he saw the importance of interceding together with Moses and her. He saw that it was more important the things of God and the nation of Israel than what he could do in the physical. And a lot of times we get caught up in the physical and think we're doing lots of good things, and you probably are. But the answer is in the supernatural. I love little brother. He prays every day. God, let me speak your words. I want to only do what you tell me to do. And that's the way we should be every day. But the reason this is so powerful is that the ministry can be heavy at times. And you got two brothers that are pastors. All the memories I have with my brothers, I got lots of cool ones, but but the first things that always come to our, my mind is the times that we spent with the Lord together. Where we're holding each other up and we're interceding together in the battle and keeping the focus on the priority that was before us. I can remember when Mark was strung by a wasp in the hayfield at a young age and he swelled up horribly. And Terry and the cousins and the brothers all come around and laid hands on him before they even took him to the doctor. We go to the supernatural, the, the prince and the king of kings. Because we got something awesome, Jesus Christ that wants to work in us. I thought about other times we got back from Bible college and me and Brian had went together and we came back and we went to the Mark's house in Lamar and, and we get out of the car. And, and, and I don't think anybody remembers this story, but me and Mark, but, but we come up and, and we get in a triangle all the time and we just start looking at each other. And I remember Kenda going, no, you guys. And we, boom, we start wrestling. And we start just brothering it, you know. If, if I would start winning, Mark and Brian would always gang up on me, which happened most of the time. No, I'm kidding. But if Mark would be winning, me and Brian would gang up on him. But we would just, we just connected. And I can remember going into the house after that, and, and Brian, I think, instigated that, that we needed to pray. I don't know how it happened, but I know Brian started us off. And we held hands and prayed together got intimate in the Lord, refreshing ourselves in the things of God because we know we're a bit flesh, but we know when the Spirit is strong in us, we can do all things through Christ Jesus who gives us strength. And then I was so blessed by Kenda whenever we was up visiting Martin, Kansas City, she said, let's give the brothers their time. Oh, I could have kissed her then because I wanted that so bad. I love the family, but I wanted that brother time. And me and Mark and Brian got some time. I can't do that if my contacts are full of hats. But we got it some time. 
Precious. Precious. Got to hold him up. But he held us up. That's what it's about. That's what the family is. That's what being a believer is. We believers, we gotta quit fighting and start interceding together and standing up together and be Joshua and hers and and you guys have done that, man. This this church has been like more people in here than there has been in Lamar the last couple of days. You're doing that, but we need to remember to do it in the good times. All the time. The family came in after that, and we went into prayer. Man, it's a glorious time. Brian shared words. Parker shared words. Jeffrey shared words. The girls, we just had words. And and Brian says, anybody else got anything else they want to share? And I just had a vision. And I don't get them very often, but I had a vision and that there was angels wing to wing around us, the family. And such a peace come over me. I, I've had a peace ever since. But God's alive and real. And he wants us to speak life in every word we say. The Lord desires us to hold each other up. Man, just think if Lamar, Chicago, I think last time I looked, we had over 80 people online, and that's just Facebook. That's not even counting YouTube or the church app. Just think if it's all come together. And what I'm preaching today, we would move this world because God's already given the faith we need, Romans 12, 3 says, to the believer. And when our belief is pulling with our faith, we can move mountains. Speak life. Kenda, Parker, Whitney, continue to hold each other up. Brian Cartman, Caitlin, Jordan, Luke, Logan, continue to hold each other up. Gerald, Adi, Karma, Kenda, continue to hold each other up. I haven't spotted my little ones yet. I've been trying not to look at family because I'll cry, but, but guys, hold each other up. Fight for who we are. Family and friends continue to hold each other up because we have a great commission to complete. And I, guys, the, the more you experience Jesus, the more you'll know what I'm talking about. But we need to operate in that sixth sense. And it's called faith. We need to quit trusting our eyes and our ears and our tastes and our smell and our, all the other senses and start trusting in our faith and let our faith rule our lives and, and bring these others into submission. And I challenge you to do that. I challenge you to fast because fast is bringing your senses in submission. And after three days, it'll give you the confidence to know, hey, I got this whipped. But our senses holds us back so many times. We just need to stand in our faith and trust Jesus. As we sing the next song, let us review our lives and listen to the Holy Spirit. What is he teaching you today? What is he reminding you of today? 
and let us stand and sing, thank you, Jesus, for the blood. Please stand with me today.
Man, just give the Lord praise in the house. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. Stan Welch is going to come up today, and we've got a special treat, and he's going to present the Christian flag. And is this on already? We're good? All right, brother. Thank you. There it is. There we go. Now we got power. We had to have a good Methodist to show the assembly of God how to do it. <laughs> I want to first say as, as I represent our fellowship that to this family, what an awesome example of Christ-like living. Thank you for showing strength in a time of great weakness. Thank you when you don't understand, but you still hold to his unchanging hand. And I would say to this congregation and friends and that has gathered, if you want strength in the time of trouble, because we will all face trouble, if you want hope when all seems hopeless, this Jesus that this family talks about and has walked with and has put their hope in, this does work. And this will hold you when nothing else holds you. I stand here today representing the Fellowship of the Assemblies of God, especially in the southern Missouri. And we uh, represent the churches, 350 churches 1,650 ministers that serve in our area and in our network. And we stand here to tell this family that we extend our condolences. I personally knew Mark, loved Mark, and Mark had a great passion for his family, for his church, and for the world. And I, one of my opportunities of ministry is to represent our missionaries around the world and Brother Mark believed in them. So I stand here today representing them many times when you go to a funeral. If a person has served in the armed forces of the United States, someone will come and present that family a, a flag. I'm here representing a greater army than the United States. I am standing here representing the army of the redeemed. Those that have been washed in the blood now are soldiers for the cross. And Mark was a great soldier of the cross. 
And it is our privilege to present this flag. Amen. That was awesome. Thank you, guys. And Brother Robertson, I didn't see you down there. I'd have introduced you. Good man of God, both of them. Great people. Let's stand to our, hit, stand to our feet, and we'll close with this hymn of heaven. And let's sing it together and let heaven hear us. In Jesus' name. Oh, I long to breathe the air of heaven Where pain is gone And mercy fills the streets To look upon The one who bled to save me And walk with him for all eternity There will be a day When all will bow before Him There will be a day When death will be no more Standing face to face With He who died and rose again
Yes, Father, you are holy. You're holy, Father, and we adore you and we worship you today. We sing your glory and your honor and your praises today for who you are and all that you are. Father, we need you above all things, and we can't do life without you. We appreciate you, Lord. We adore you today. We adore you today, Lord. We thank you today for all the blessings, for all the ways you're guiding and directing our lives, Lord, the ways you're looking out for us, and we don't even know it. We give you glory, honor, and praise. You're awesome. And we love you here today. We love you here today, Lord. We love your presence, Lord. And Father, we long for eternity with you. Come quickly. Come quickly, Lord. Praise your name. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. I'm going to go off script here a little bit, but I want to make sure that I at least know. But if, if you're a pastor friend of Mark, would you stand up right now? Because I saw, I saw Brother Webb and didn't see him till just now. And I want to make sure I see Brother Tim. Thank you. I, I wanted to see all the brothers that, that are in the house tonight. Thank you guys for coming out and supporting Mark today. So thank you. and Praise the Lord for you. And hold them guys up in your prayers too. So. Anyway, I'm going to turn it over to you, the funeral directors, and, and I think they're going to release you to come up for viewing, correct? And so, uh, love you guys, and thank you for the opportunity to do this today. Let me turn this off so I don't get...